Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Is 2024 the year that AI is going to take complete control of our lives? You know, just take over entirely. Our driverless taxis, are they going to be hitting the streets of Ireland? Will, will Elon Musk be rewiring our brains? Now, I know that's a stretch. You probably won't, but you never know. And to give us an expert's perspective on where tech is heading this year, I am joined now by our pal and technology editor with the Irish and Sunday Independent, Adrian Weckler. Adrian, how are you? I'm very well. Welcome back to work. Oh, thank you. Um, it's <laughs> it's um, like I like routine, so I'm happy to be back, but it's definitely taking me a minute. <laughs> a yeah, minute and no, some extra coffee. Yeah. Um, so, Adrian, AI. It was, Mm. I think, one of the biggest stories of 2023. Is it going to be as big a story this year? Is it going to continue to revolutionise the world? You know, I I definitely got on board a little bit with it. I I was a big chat GPT person. I just found it, like, scary isn't the right word. It was... It's I, useful. Yes. I mean, like, if we're being absolutely honest, it can be useful. So sometimes it's quicker to look something up on ChatGPT than it is on Google. What I mean by that is when you put a search into Google, it'll give you a, a bunch of search results with links to websites, which may or may not answer your question. Exactly, ChatGPT, yeah. if you're looking for something, and it, it's not, say it's non-critical information, it's not information which is telling you like a bunch of the latest facts that day. It's just giving you general information. It can sometimes be quicker to look up ChatGPT than Google. And that's not to talk about the uh, the AI image generators and video generators. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're seeing this in any of your social media feeds, but I'm starting to see on things like Instagram and even TikTok, AI generated videos that some of them look a bit dodgy, some of them look realistic, but they're obviously serving a purpose for the creators and the people who are using them. And the big concern there, we've we we've a whole load of elections this year, probably the UK, we've got the US definitely, possibly even Ireland. So you're now in a situation where you've got AI images, AI videos, you've got um, automated uh, campaigns that can be, you know, can, can go out and use fairly recent information and it's really easy to do. So your, your your first question, which which was, is AI going to dominate this year? I think it will, you know? I mean, I, now this is obviously on a much more superficial level, but the way that I've been seeing it popping up in my Instagram feed is I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for the AI imaging for like fashion influencers and people yeah. saying oh look you could take a picture of yourself in this outfit and then yep. we can put you into 20 outfits and mm. they look so realistic and but obviously let's take that up a couple of levels and manipulate it into political uh, into elections and yeah it turns and, and a little bit scary it, it is a little bit scary and i mean just to to stay on what you describe as a superficial level in Instagram, which I don't think is superficial. I think that's people's day-to-day lives. Mm. I mean, to take to go across a few notches on that, I'm starting to see more and more services for AI girlfriends and what? AI boyfriends. What's oh, that? absolutely. Absolutely. So if you go into the app store, you will see at this point dozens of apps 
that have avatars that are getting more and more realistic, that are using more and more advanced and sophisticated kind of vocabulary, language sets, reactions, uh, uh, signals, location data, everything to do with you and where your phone is. Okay. Now, and, and that, that's a service you can buy now. And that's, that's something that can be, it can just be, hi, how are you feeling today? Two, pretty orated stuff. Okay. <gasps> now, now, hold that thought. Now we've got chat, we've got GPT-5 coming out this year. So as good as GPT has been and ChatGPT, that's been ChatGPT 3 and 4. Now we've got the next level coming out this year, which is going to be way more advanced. How, so now how is that possible that it could be more advanced? Well, you, you now potentially have, I'll, I'll stick with the example of an AI girlfriend, for example. You now have potentially a digital companion right. who, say, is plugged in to your social media world, to your habits, your location, mm. your um, your existing relationships, your memories, your photos, your videos, things you've posted, who can say to you on a rainy January Thursday or, or bright January Thursday, do you remember that time, this time last year when you did this? That was great, wasn't it? And oh start a conversation. Gosh. Okay. So like, this, this is where all of this is going. And Look, there's a dystopian element, which is your reaction and partly my reaction. Um, on the other hand, on the other hand, there is a pragmatic, helpful uh, end to it, which is trying on outfits or which is I want to search something quickly and I don't want to have to click on 11 different you know, websites from Google to tr try and get to it. So is it going to dominate? Yes, it's going to dominate. See, I think also as much as it scares me, the boyfriend girlfriend thing is a little bit weird, mm. um, and it freaks it me is. out a little, a little bit. But then I also think of the other end of it, and I'm like, oh, but what about um, what about elderly people who are lonely? And I know it's yeah. not the best example, but like it's better than it's a good example, Lottie, because we talk about like we talk about things like the loneliness epidemic, for example, and we talk about that, and 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 it's it's. It's, it's appropriate to to refer to that in terms of elderly people as well, because many people, maybe their spouse has passed on, maybe mm. they're just single at home, living by themselves. But every year there's there are stories, really tragic stories of people who pass away in their home and, you know, nobody knew for a month, that kind of thing. And as much as we've criticized Facebook and social media, there is an argument to be made that that has provided some sort of outlet, however imperfect for people who feel that they're lonely. Now, it's also provided an outlet for people who are angry and bitter and mm. who are incels or, or, or all that sort of stuff. So that, again, there's a negative side to it. But yeah, you could imagine a scenario where somebody, um, for whatever reason, uh, feels that they need that those just signals, mm. those triggers of, of human or what looks or feels or even in a shallow way, feels like human reactions and responses um and so look i but i, I think that's going to happen i do too, yeah i think if it saves some people's sanity um mm. i think that's a positive there's also been a huge amount of talk around tesla and um spacex's elon musk and yep. this Neuralink, which i don't yeah. i don't fully understand but i don't know if okay. i don't understand it because i don't believe it what i'm hearing <laughs> well well believe it it's happening so what Neuralink is is one of elon musk's company and essentially for want of a better term it's brain implants so, so what they do is yeah they implant they implant something that's thinner than a human hair 
onto a layer of your brain, okay, which which produces electrical signals. And the idea basically is that you can control things like, say, a computer mouse or a cursor or something else with thoughts from those electrical signals which are decoded by a computer. Now, is does this sound weird? Absolutely. Okay, but if you if you stick with it for a second, the reason they're doing it is they're trying to help the likes of quadriplegics. They're trying okay. to help people who say, for, for example, were in an accident and lost all muscular power in their face or uh, in their body, but whose brains are still working. And a lot of the experiments that they've done, um, and it's not just Elon Musk's Neuralink, by the way, there are other companies, um, suggest that in some circumstances, even just to a limited degree, you can actually help people to connect, to do things, to even to communicate, um, you know, using this kind of technology in, uh, uh, you know, in, in a brain implant. It's still very early stages. And, I, and, and look, do I trust Elon Musk fully with this kind of technology? I don't know. But that's what this is. And he recently got, you know, a license in the US to, to uh, do a trial with humans. I, listen, I think if what you're saying is what happens with it and it can help mm. people in that way, that is obviously in, hands down incredible. However, mm. I'm thinking about it going into the brain of a mad dictator who thinks, yes, let's yeah. set off the atomic bomb and it just goes off. So, I mean, yeah. that, that terrifies me. There's a few brains I wouldn't mind nudging now. And well, that, but anyway, that's yeah, a different listen, story. I also wanted to ask you, Adrian, about the story with the metaverse. Like, is mm. that still a thing? Yep. Um, and just for anyone sort who of, might yeah. not understand, could you maybe mm. give a brief overview of what sure. that is? Yeah, the metaverse is something that Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, it, that he thought was going to be the next big kind of thing, like social media or smartphones. And it's this idea that you can do things in a virtual world, um, a little bit like the old Second Life a decade ago. So if you set up a, a profile for yourself in the metaverse, it's a kind of a, a digitized avatar yourself. And there are spaces that you can go to and you can converse with other people who are there virtually as well. And you can hold work meetings and there are headsets that you can wear, like virtual reality headsets that make it more lifelike and you can hear other people, quote unquote, around you in the same virtual room. So it's this idea of a virtual existence. Now, it kind of died on its feet yeah. um, about a year ago. This was the big thing two or three years ago, billions of dollars. But it's been given another shot in the arm later this month or next month because Apple is about to launch its Vision Pro headset, the new super duper, like three, four grand uh, mixed reality headset. And we know that Apple is very, very good at reviving or creating new sort of computing platforms. And I that will probably give the metaverse a shot in the arm. But you're probably. who can afford to buy those? You'd be surprised. So Apple's target for the first the first wave of these Vision Pro headsets, mixed reality headsets, which are, which are very large, by the way, um, they've a sales target of about one and a half million. What? I'm pretty... Yeah, one and a half million of the device. I'm pretty sure they're going to sell that, Lottie. I'm pretty sure they're going to sell that. So don't forget, like you're talking about Apple fans here, people okay. who want to get in on the early yeah. stage of Apple technology. Fair. You look at the US, 350 million people. You look at Europe, 500 million plus, Asia. 
I can kind of see, you know, there are people who spend two grand on their iPhone. There are people who spend four or five grand but on it's, their MacBooks. But it's not like we're going to see, you know, a family with four kids all running around with the headsets on anytime soon. No, no, you, you definitely won't see that. Although you do see families with kids with the Oculus headsets, which are only three, four or five hundred quid. You do see that. But to get to, just to very clumsily cross-reference it with the loneliness thing earlier on, A, if you are living by at home and this provides a richer experience for mm. you somehow, A, you're going to be tempted. B, even in houses where there are families, uh, like three, four people, in our house, for example, it's three people. And for about an hour or two each evening, it's not uncommon for each of the three of us to be maybe in a different room doing something different with a screen. Now, if that's the case, it's not a huge leap from that to also be wearing a headset while you're doing it. I don't know if I'll do it, but I'm, I'm just saying that's the logic. Well, when you put it like that, um, yeah, the leap doesn't seem so big, yet the mm. the leap of how terrified I am by it is huge. Um, now, this is a little bit of a change of direction, but I can't have you on and not ask you about this because my sister moved to San Francisco last year. Mm. And one of the things in my family WhatsApp group that really has blown us all away. It's now turned into a frequent thing that she sends Mm. to us is she's always in driverless taxis. And I can't believe that this is actually a thing. Is there any Mm. way that that's going to come here? I mean, it's just the videos don't even seem real. No, I know. Eventually it will. It's not going to be here for the next, I'd say two, three, four, maybe even five years. But eventually, Will, you're, you're dead right. And the reason that you can get them in San Francisco and in one or two other places in the States is because they've been trialing them there for years. And also San Francisco prides itself on being beside Silicon Valley and mm. it's the big industry and all that sort of stuff. The technology pretty much is there for driverless taxis. They basically work um, a combination of very advanced kind of GPS, radar, LIDAR. They, so they take a huge number of signals and they've got big computers on board that process it, uh, process it all. The, almost all of the evidence shows that overall, for every 100 driverless taxis, there are far fewer accidents and they're way safer than your average person on a Thursday morning in Dublin driving, like looking down at their phone while they're breaking so an orange or red light. this is the thing. One of the you first know? questions I had for her was, I was like, my God, do you feel safe? Is it not scary? Mm. And she said, honestly, first time, yes, was terrified. Yep. She said, all it took was that one go. Suddenly, I, I felt safer in the car that didn't yep. have the human I didn't know in it. And yep. I knew was being driven by a computer that was fully mm. concentrating on the road. Absolutely. Uh, fully concentrating and, you know, won't take risks, yes. won't get angry, yes. won't, doesn't have an issue, isn't smoking. Anyway, I, I, I won't go on there. But, but yeah, will they come to Ireland? They will in a few years, but we're nowhere near even the early stages of testing it. I think this is something you're going to see in places like California, Texas, one or two other places in the States. And then I think there is a trial license granted, I think, in London. You might see early um, trials in London. That's going to be a lot trickier because don't forget in the US, most of the, the cities, a lot of the cities are grids as well. They're mm. basically, you know, uh, north, south, east, west. Uh, in Europe, they tend to be small streets, cobble streets, weird one-way systems, all that sort of stuff. They will come here eventually, but not in the next if couple If anybody of years. has been to San Francisco and would love to 
come on and chat and talk to us about them um, you can drop us a text on 51552 because it fascinates me um, elsewhere now I've never seen one of these but will there be more drones taken to the air to make deliveries to us this year because that's something I heard loads about mm. and I never really saw it on balance, I think there will. Ireland actually, bizarrely, is one of the leading countries in the world for uh, right. drone delivery trials, mostly because of one company. It's a company called uh, Mana. It's an Irish guy called Bobby Healy. And they've done a few fairly big trials around the country in the West, in here in, in Dublin as well. Um, and the deal there is basically that Instead, when you order, say, a takeaway, for example, instead of it coming by bike or by car or by motorbike, it comes via a drone and it's much quicker. So it'll it'll only take from the time you order to the time you get it, it's five to 10 minutes as opposed to 20 to 30 minutes. And it's it's typically from somewhere that's, you know, two or three kilometers away. So literally the drone, you, you hear you hear slight buzzing. Um, the drone uh, basically hovers above your driveway, street, near park, nearby park, whatever the location is. And then it literally lowers the package, the takeaway down, or it could be medicine or, or something else. And then the little twine sort of just uh, separates and it it rests on the grass or the driveway there and you take it in and it flies back. I, I love this for one reason alone. And it is that I live... <laughs> This is selfish, but I live in an apartment block and the mm. delivery drivers will never come up to my floor. I yeah. always, in my pyjamas, and generally it's <laughs> raining outside, have to come downstairs in the elevator, run all the way around to the front of the building, collect yeah. it and leg it back. If somebody was going to drop my chipper yeah. or my Chinese or Indian onto my balcony and I don't even have to leave <laughs> oh, my... No. Yeah, I, listen. That's that's the absolute dream, right? Yes. Um, I'd say balcony deliveries might be another few years. Oh, like okay. generally speaking, okay. you do need a space of you know a few square meters. Oh, so you, unfortunately, you probably still will have to run down and get that. Okay, one of the biggest stories, and I think probably surprises of the last twelve months was Twitter being or attempted to being rebranded as mm. X. How's that going for him? I mean, I don't Terrible. call it X. I call it no. Twitter. It's a disaster. I mean, in terms of what it's called, like Twitter or X, it's kind of half and half at this point. I called it Twitter for you know the first few months, starting to call it X because when you call it X, there's almost a little bit of a pejorative involved. You're almost signaling that, no, 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 this isn't the Twitter that we all used to sort yeah. of love and use. This is now X, the big bad platform. So mm. there's a touch of that going on. Um, it, th there are two ways of measuring how, let's call it X, is is going one as a viable service commercially absolutely terrible total disaster um most of the advertisers have left and for very good reason because elon Musk basically opened up the floodgates he disbanded yeah. a lot of the trust and safety including here in dublin so now you have all sorts of madness madness all sorts of extreme stuff on the platform to the point where x is currently being um effectively prosecuted investigated by the european commission for exactly those reasons so that's been a disaster uh, on the other hand people do still use x so like there is this other platform threads that you, you, you're probably aware of uh, instagram yeah, but I threads still, i can't get into threads either yeah i'm i'm trying to so for those who don't know it it's a kind of a lookalike platform to Twitter that Instagram owns and it uses your Instagram account handle and it uses signals from your Instagram account and it's, it looks a bit like X but it's a lot more moderated and a bit safer. Now I Will am trying it. 
Well, I think it will work. I think it will. I, I actually think in the long term, it'll probably over overtake X. And okay. I think the reason is that um, A, um, it's kind of like I'm so what I'm doing at the moment is when I post something to X, I post it to threads just to compare the two sets of engagement. And actually, I'm getting pretty much almost as much engagement now on threads as I am on X. Now, there are far more people still on X. So as a news journalist, I have to, you know, check that out. But um, I, 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 I'd say give, I'd say give it a while. It's only been up and running for a few months. Um, but I think I do think in the long term, it'll probably overtake X. Yeah. I left Twitter when it became X. So is it worth my while joining threads? I would say tentatively, yes. Now, there is a bit of crap on threads. Okay. You will see a little bit of um, weird stuff, but you're kind of going to get that at scale. It's, yeah. it's just, see, there's weird and weird. You don't mind a bit of weird when it's just something eccentric or an off-the-wall opinion in some sense. Where weird gets really bad is when it's disinformation, when it's threatening, when it's harassment, when it's incitement. I mean, yeah. during the Dublin riots, which I was caught in the middle of, um, the stuff that I saw on X was from people who should know better, by the way, was absolutely shocking. Do you mean so, caught in the middle of physically? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was caught in the middle of it for three, four hours. Oh I, I ended up shooting a whole load of uh, videos on it. I was caught in Parnell Street, then Carl Brew Street, then all the way over to Parliament Street, um, pretty much on the front lines of it there. Um, so you the would have been able up, to spot what was fake on X? Yes, yeah. very much okay. so. Very much so. And, uh, and there was a lot of pretty bad stuff there. So... Um, it's been a disaster, but people still use it. So it will still survive for the time being. Now, looking into 2024, uh, talking about tech, I think it's it's important to look at the human level. I mean, the health of the jobs market in the tech sector mm. is it, yeah. like over the next 12 months. What are we looking at? It's it's leveled out. So it's evened out. So last year at the end of 2022 and the first six, seven months of 2023 were pretty bad for tech yeah. jobs. The first time in I think ever we've seen mass layoffs. Meta laid off a huge number of people here. Google laid off a fair amount of people. And most of the big tech companies did. And that's really important for cities like Dublin because tech is actually one of the biggest industries here. And the, 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 the profits that those companies make in Ireland on which they now pay full corporate tax, which they pay full corporate tax on, basically keeps the place open during things like uh, um, uh, pandemics and stuff. Um, it's evened out, so um, I'd say you'd still expect to see a, the odd pocket here and there of jobs losses, but overall, it's now a bit more normal, and you'd you'd see you expect to see as many jobs created as lost. Okay, well that's that's you know evening it out. cautiously uh, positive, exact yeah. cautiously positive. Mm -hmm. Adrian, as always, an absolute pleasure. Um, thanks for joining me this morning. I'm not sure if I feel more or less paranoid than I already did, but uh, it's nothing new for me, I suppose. Um. I wish you all the best for 2024. Come back and chat to us soon, won't you? I certainly will, Lottie. Thanks, um, That was Adrian Weckler, technology editor with the Irish and Sunday Independent. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leiahealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.